are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey everybody, what's happening? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So hey everybody, what's happening? As always, it's just so nice to be here in the studio with you guys. I mean, okay, every time, I feel like every episode since the beginning of 2018, we've actually been gaining listeners, but not just in Canada, not just locally and, um, you know, region-wise. We've actually been gaining so many international listeners. For instance, I was actually checking the stats of the show again over this past weekend, and for some uh, strange reason, we had so many international listeners Uh, you know, listeners from Brazil, from Singapore, from all over the world, wherever you can possibly imagine, whatever country that you can possibly imagine. We have listeners listening from around the world to the breakdown of um, UFC 220 episode, so our previous episode. Um, And honestly, I just want to say again, I feel like every time, even though I say it, it's not nearly enough. So again, I want to thank you. You know, all of you guys out there, TKO Nation, you are the best the best fans and the best listeners out there cannot thank you enough thank you so much for your support and the love we really really appreciate it here on tko so Uh, As you can imagine, that just gives us so much energy and um, drive to just keep going and to just keep coming here in the studio every week, week by week, and produce phenomenal episodes for you guys, you know, break down phenomenal fights, talk about great things here on the show. So again, thank you, everybody. Okay, so today, um, obviously, uh, I don't know if you guys actually watched the fights over this past weekend. So the UFC 220 fights that happened in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm not sure if you guys actually watched it, but if you did not watch it, you missed out big time, especially in in terms of the co-main event and the main event of the evening. Man, we had such great fights go down, such historic fights go down, and um, I will obviously talk about those fights um, later on the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that part. Also, um, I know we didn't really talk about it here on TKO last week, but uh, on the same day, so on Saturday nights, uh, you know, uh, during the same time that UFC 220 was happening, we also had Bellator 192 happening, which also featured a lot of great fights. And it also, it was like an inauguration of the heavyweight tournament that Bellator is um, having. And it got started with a fight between Chel Sonnen and Rampage Jackson. So I don't know how I possibly forgot to talk about that, but... Do not despair. We're going to be actually talking about it. Just um, talk about some of the highlights um, of the fight that happened on Fight Night. So we're going to be talking about that. What else? Oh, this upcoming weekend, we have UFC Fight Night coming up, which is going to be happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I believe we have some listeners listening all the way from North Carolina. So kudos to you. Um, So, yeah, we have UFC Fight Night coming up, which is going to be headlined by a fight between one of my all-time favorites, Jacare Sosa. And he's going to be fighting. This is actually going to be a rematch. So Jacare is going to be uh, doing a rematch against Derek Brunson and uh, 
man, I don't know how excited you are, but I'm pretty, pretty darn uh, excited right here. So I cannot wait to break down that fight for all of you guys out there. What else? Well, yeah. And of course, we have the motivational feature of the week. So I'm going to be talking about that as well. Just in a few seconds. What else, man? Yeah, that's pretty much all we have coming up. And I know there are some boxing, um, cool boxing cards coming up as well. I know um, Anthony Joshua has a fight coming up in the upcoming months. And so does Deontay Wilder, the other heavyweight champion in boxing, the WBC champion at boxing. He also has another fight coming up. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about those in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I just want to give a heads up to you guys in case you want to tune in for those particular breakdowns. So that's uh, what we have mostly line up uh, in terms of fight breakdowns. Uh, and when we're talking about non-MMA fights, so uh, boxing fights, <laughs> mostly. Okay. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. So, um, okay. In terms of what is going on in life right now, so, um, you know, uh, for me personally, on behalf of all um, university students out there, so I don't know, I mean, um, this is the way it is at U of G, at University of Guelph. Well, you know, especially during this time of the year, I mean, obviously you have all of your uh, routine assignments and quizzes and midterms coming up, so those are uh, stressful on their own behalf and then you also have to think about the future in a way so you know summer is also going to be coming up after like four or five months so you need to have your plans ready for the summer you have to get good jobs and whatnot and, and you know just um, get good paying jobs or just have some plan for for the summer and um you know, for me personally, um, over this past weekend, I was applying to different job positions, different university job positions that um, I I was hoping to get. But, you know, uh, while you're doing all that, there's this unknown feeling that you will keep telling yourself, but what if it doesn't actually work out? And obviously, <laughs> when you're thinking about those um, not so good things, that's going to release a lot of um, cortisol in your body and whatnot. And you're going to have um, kind of chronic stress uh, happening around your body and that's not obviously good for your body and so you know as I was going through all those things I actually got reminded of this one thing that Bruce Lee would say and I actually think that this is pretty motivational to not just university students like me who are going through things like this um, in their lives but I feel like this can actually apply to whoever that is listening to this right now so pretty much everybody it can apply to everybody so I just like I was saying I got reminded of this thing that Bruce Lee would say and Bruce Lee would say okay you know I'm, I'm actually not I'm just paraphrasing you know please don't quote me on this but pretty much what Bruce Lee um, was saying throughout his life and his career he was saying that you need to be like water you need to float like water you, you know water can crash or it can flow and um, you just have to you know so what the, what the message of this whole water thing is so water is pretty much a metaphor for you know you have to be adaptable you have to despite all the challenges that come your way you either have the option to deal with them roughly and not so well or you can um, have the option to 
just relax for a second and pretend that you're water. Now, if you pour water into a cup, it becomes a cup. If you if you pour water into a teacup, it becomes that teacup. Okay, so you need to learn. Just pretend that you're water, and to, you need to learn how to adapt to the things that are coming towards you, whether they're good things or bad things. So if you have a change uh, in plans, uh, you know, if something doesn't work out. You know, you need to realize that it's okay. It's all right. You need to just relax for a second and just think about it and just say, "Man, I can do this. I can adapt to whatever that is coming my mo- uh, coming um, towards my way, and um, I can do it." So I feel like that was what Bruce Lee was trying to convey when he used water as an example uh, in terms of how to be uh, adaptable and how to adapt to different things different challenges and obstacles that are in your life. So again, uh, if you're a university student out there and you're listening to this right now, try to be like water. And if you're not a student, but you have different challenges in your life, again, just think about what Bruce Lee said and be water, my friend. And yeah, that is all I have for you in terms of daily, uh, or not daily, but rather weekly dose of motivation from TKO. So please keep those things in mind and just go out there and get it, man. Yeah, that's all I have to say in terms of that. Okay. Okay, moving on now to the MMA part of the show. Obviously, I mean, we mostly talk about MMA, but the MMA breakdown of the show slash uh, preview, we could say. So the fights obviously happened. The fights for UFC 220 already happened over this past weekend. And honestly, man, so many phenomenal fights happened. I mean, honestly... Uh, personally, I didn't watch all the fights that were happening on the main card of UFC 220 because I was uh, on the side. Uh, I had another screen watching um, the Bellator fights. So I tried to alternate, you know, here and there and, um, you know, watch the UFC fights and then watch the Bellator fights. But to be honest, I only watched the co-main event and the main event of the evening for the UFC card. And I watched uh, most of the preliminary slash the remainder main card fights for Bellator. So that's the way I actually watched these fights over this past weekend. And I don't know how you guys adapted to, uh, to watching both fight cards at the same time. I mean, it's just really, um, it's a bit too much, to be honest, especially if the fights are too good. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if a fight is so good, you have to uh, choose whether you want to actually watch the Bellator fight or the UFC fight. And sometimes that choice is not as easy as it might sound. So you don't know what to do. So I would just recommend, you know, just watch half of the half of the card for one one organization and watch the rest for the other. Anyway, so um, actually, let's get started uh, with the Bellator fights since I talked about the Bellator fights as well. So I watched uh, the Michael Chandler fights. Michael Chandler, I think we talked about him here on TKO before. He used to be the Bellator champion, however, in the past fight. So not this fight that he had uh, over this past Saturday. The fight that he had before that, he he was actually fighting the, the title challenger. And it was his own mistake that he uh, tried to go for a shot. But when he... 
actually reposition his uh, his foot on the canvas of the of the cage he put it in in a wrong he put it down in a wrong way and so he kind of twisted his ankle and his ankle was just so wobbly during the entire fight and so the referee just stopped the fight because he wasn't really medically fit anymore to fight and so through that he lost his title and now he was fighting this um, other guy from Brazil but he completely dominated over him so so there's a chance that Michael Chandler could potentially um, get a shot at his uh, at the belt that he held before against the current champion. Okay, so there's the Michael Chandler fight. You know, guys, I actually I, I wish that I could break down these fights in more detail because we have so many things coming up uh, here on TKO. Um, unfortunately, due to uh, the lack of time, I really can't break these fights down, these minor fights down. But I really wish that I could. So my apologies for that. But please. Um, just bear with me okay so moving on to the next fight so this fight was actually between Rory McDonald and Douglas Lima now Douglas Lima he is the champion or should I say was but hey spoiler alert I guess when I say was the champion but okay just listen to what I have to say okay so Douglas Lima fighting Rory McDonald you guys might remember Rory McDonald from the UFC he challenged many champions at welterweight um, uh, in um, in the UFC and uh, you know he tried his best to actually get the UFC belt for himself but he couldn't and then he got another deal with Bellator and now here he is challenging the Bellator champion for his belt okay honestly I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys I watched the fight I watched the first three rounds it, the fight was super close it's just that both guys were fighting super cautious and it totally makes sense for Douglas Lima, who's the who who was a champion, uh, because you know you can't really do something ridiculous and then you're gonna get caught and um, you just lose your your title as easily as that. So you have to be cautious as a champion. But I just didn't realize why um, Rory McDonald, who was a challenger, he didn't really. Um, you know, charge forward lots, or why didn't he take more chances to come at Douglas Lima? So that was what really made me think, and um, I guess that's just the way Rory McDonald is as a fighter. And actually, Rory McDonald obtained so much injury his shin got busted in his face it's just a whole nother story and so actually to be honest with you guys I dozed off a little bit during this fight um I'm so sorry not to say that this fight was a boring fight or whatever it wasn't really it was actually a super close fight but by the time I actually woke up um, I realized that they gave the decision to Rory McDonald. But, you know, until the point that I actually was watching the fights, I would have personally given the fight to Douglas Lima, concern, uh, you know, considering the fact that he um, he did more damage to Rory McDonald than did Rory McDonald to Douglas Lima. So for that reason, I would have given the fight to uh, Douglas Lima, but apparently the judges said the other way around, and now Rory McDonald is the champion. Woohoo! So go Team Canada because Rory McDonald's from Canada, and yeah, I guess uh, good for him. Um, he has a big, uh, big, big um, opportunity in front of him to defend this title now against some other guys, some other phenomenal guys at Bellator. So that's that's going to be a challenge by itself, but also it's great for his resume and to, you know, basically prove himself to the entire world of MMA. So 
There is that fight. What else? Oh yeah. So of course the main event of the evening. So the first of the of the heavyweight uh, heavyweight fight tournaments we had that happening on fight nights for Bellator 192. So we had Chel Sonnen fighting Rampage Jackson for the inaugural, you could say, fight of this heavy, the so-called heavyweight tournament. And you know, if you, if you watch some other organizations doing their doing their events, you know, if you, for instance, if you watch Ryzen fights, Ryzen has a lot of tournaments uh, throughout their throughout their events. But how they do their tournaments is they do uh, all the fights in just two days, and it's not really um, uh, span out throughout a year or something. But Bellator is actually doing it um, in in a more timely manner, and so you know we have one fight of this heavyweight tournament uh, just happening this past Saturday night, and then we have the other one coming up in February. I think and then another one in April and you know it's just uh, and so forth but that fight between Chelsea and Rampage again I have to be honest with you guys because UFC co-main event had just started I had to <laughs> I had to switch the channel and I had to watch the UFC fights but actually uh, I went back and watched the highlights for the Chelsea and Rampage Jackson fight apparently it was a unexpected fight because Chelsea actually got um, Rampage Jackson to the ground and he started grounding and pounding him and then through that he just won the fight through TKO, which is really unlikely because Chel Sonnen, you wouldn't really consider him as the best striker out there, especially if you're consider if you're comparing him to a guy like Rampage Jackson. Rampage, you guys might remember him. He's a legend of the sport and he used to fight for the UFC and he he got a title in the UFC, was a champion of the UFC and you know, he's one of the best guys out there, but unfortunately, you know, many years have passed and but you know, he still has that power. He still has that same power. However, that night, Chelsonen just fought a bit wisely, you could say, and he just took advantage of the opportunities coming towards him. So that's why he won that fight. So now we have Chelsonen being the first guy moving to the semifinals, I think. So the next fight of this um so-called heavyweight tournament. It's going to be between the legendary Fedor Emelianenko and Frank Mir, the former heavyweight champion of the UFC. Um, yeah, that fight's going to be phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of Fedor. I know a lot of you guys out there uh, are also huge fans of Fedor, so I cannot wait until that fight actually does happen. Okay. Now, moving on to the UFC fights. Okay, so now I actually have to talk fast <laughs> because I really want to talk about these fights in, in depth and in a lot of detail. Okay, so the co-main event of the evening, Daniel Cormier, the light heavyweight champion, he was fighting the challenger Volkan Ozdemir. Now, Volkan Ozdemir, before the fight, I have to say this because I'm going to actually get into this um, point in more detail throughout uh, the things that I'm talking about. So... In, in the pr uh, pre-fight uh, press conferences, you could say, Volkan Ozemir would say that he would uh, he would actually knock out Danny Cormier in the first round or so because that's just how powerful of a striker he is. Now, actually, when this fight happened, you wouldn't really expect the outcome because the fight started, even though Danny Cormier, we all know that he's a really, really strong wrestler 
and it would be logical at least to say that uh, that um, you would expect Daniel Cormier to utilize his wrestling to take the fight to the ground and to just dominate over Volkan that way. Daniel Cormier actually started striking with the striker. So he started striking and boxing with Volkan Ozdemir and he actually outboxed him. So uh, even though a lot of people might say, man, Daniel Cormier is a boring fighter because he, he just wrestles with his opponents and doesn't really, uh, maybe he doesn't have that uh, knockout power, doesn't have the power in his strikes. That's why he wants to rely on his wrestling. Actually, Daniel Cormier on fight night, he proved us all wrong because he showed that he's such a powerful striker and every strike that will land on to Volkan Ozdemir. Volkan Ozdemir would actually absorb it like by 100% almost like the, the shots were super super powerful and Volkan Ozdemir even though we've seen that in his past fights and his recent fights he's been completely he had been uh, dominating over his opponents now he was being dominated over by Daniel Cormier which was super surprising and yeah so after uh, just um getting so many so many shots towards the head by Daniel Cormier um uh, Volkan Ozdemir, unfortunately, he got into a defensive mode, and then he just constantly got um, he got cruci uh, crucifixed by Daniel Cormier. So Daniel Cormier was just in a position that he was just grounding and pounding, grounding and pounding, and uh, honestly, it was just really um, torturous to watch because. Um, Daniel Cormier, just like I said, his shots were super powerful, and uh, Volkan Ozdemir couldn't, could not do a single thing to block those shots from coming towards him because that's just how um, uh, how um, unique those shots were, you could say. And so uh, the referee stopped the fight. It was a TKO. Daniel Cormier won the fight, second round TKO, and it was just really, really phenomenal to watch because uh, you guys might remember Danny Cormier lost his belt uh, the last time that he fought John Jones so John Jones became the champion but John Jones would actually um, stripped of his title because of the doping and um, you know all, all of those things that went down with USADA so now, um, even though Daniel Cormier, by name, he was the champion, but he, in his uh, post-fight interview, he said that the fact that he, he, it felt like he was fighting for a vacant belt and that he felt like he had actually obtained it. He actually earned it. And that was um, really, really nice to hear uh, from Daniel Cormier. And it was just super emotional. So shout out to Daniel Cormier for being, uh, being the people's champ, you could say. And also shout out to Volkan Ozemir for actually taking those shots and just um, um, having such a great heart and not actually giving up so that's that's a huge part of being a good fighter uh, of being a true fighter and again so shout out to both guys the fight was amazing and now ooh, and now moving on to the main event of the evening so uh, we had obviously we had the heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic fighting the most dangerous man on earth, uh, Francis Ngannou. And so everybody was thinking that, man, Stipe is going to go down, Ngannou is going to totally knock him out in the first round or something because that's just how powerful um, Francis Ngannou's um, shots are. And actually, on the contrary, <laughs> it was just so interesting to watch because I don't think anybody, again, in this case, I don't think anybody was expecting this outcome because the fight started... And here's the thing. So, uh, uh, so Francis Ngannou just comes in, 
guns blazing. Like, I really mean it, blazing. And he just wanted to go for that finish in the very first round. But the thing was, uh, Steven Miocic, he obviously knew that those shots were going to be coming for him. So he had obviously adapted to a certain um, style to obviously dodge away from those punches and um, basically not get hit. And he had obviously practiced for that. And when Nganu was throwing those shots, uh, Steven Miocic would uh, totally duck away from those punches, dodge away those punches, and he actually <laughs> survived those punches. Now, the thing is, as a person who's just super muscular and big as Francis Ngannou, when you just come out there with full-on power and no control over your power, then you are obviously going to get exhausted after like uh, two or three minutes because it's just ridiculous. You can't have the endurance and have the full-on power. It's just, it's not how it works in uh, human physiology. And so, uh, unfortunately, Ngannou didn't really think this whole thing through because he tried those shots. He tried uh, throwing those shots, those powerful, powerful shots and uppercuts towards um, Stipe Miocic, but they did not work. And so, what do you do when you're in Francis Ngannou's shoes? Well, your body is telling you, man, I am exhausted. I am gassed out. And the first round ended. And Francis Ngannou, after the very first round, now there's five rounds to fight here. After the very first round, Francis Ngannou looked like he had been lifting like a, a, a ton of weight, like 900 kilos of weight or something. That's just how exhausted he looked after the very first round. Now, this is obviously not good. And then things were just in favor of Stipe from that point on because Stipe actually used a good game plan. He planned this whole thing through. He fought very, very smart. But unfortunately, I don't know if you if you would just um, consider it uh, as part of, for instance, Ngannou's inexperience, lack of experience. He doesn't have a lot of fights in his professional career. Maybe it was because of that. So he doesn't really know when uh, those shots don't work out. In the beginning, how do you actually conserve your energy to just keep on going for the uh, rest of the fight? You obviously didn't know how to do that. And so for the rest of the fight, he was just completely, completely dominated over by Stipe Miocic. And as you might uh, actually imagine, or if you actually watch the fight, you probably know Stipe Miocic won the fight through unanimous decision. The fight went the full distance, the entire five rounds. And um Unfortunately, Francis Ngannou just couldn't deliver. And just like I said, it was just um, a lack of, due to a lack of experience. So Stipe has about 40 wins, uh, 40 wins on his professional career and uh, so many other fights. So uh, we're talking like 50, 60 professional M MMA fights on his professional career. But what about Ngannou? So maybe that's why Stipe actually knew how to adapt to this whole challenge, um, you know, coming into the fight. And he actually uh, planned out a good game plan and he actually utilized what he had and his uh, you know as his resources and he actually uh fought very very wisely and um obviously the results just came out on top uh, in, in favor of him and so i okay i know we're gonna not have enough time unfortunately to break down the jacquery and brunson fights 
But okay, all I have to say in, uh, for that fight is to just catch uh, just catch up with that fight over this upcoming weekend, and hopefully we have time to talk about it next time on TKO. But I wanted to say this one thing about the UFC 220 fight. So, Daniel Cormier said this one thing, this interesting thing that there are levels to this game, and I totally agree with him. And so, in terms of that, you need you obviously need to. Get get as many rounds as you can into your um uh, your your circle of experience. You could say just gain as much experience as you can because it's through those things that you know how to react in an actual fight when you have different obstacles uh, coming your way and how to actually go around those things, how to actually overcome those challenges. It all depends on how you have prepared. For, for those upcoming challenges and, um, you know, things in the fight. And I definitely agree with that saying that Danny Cormier said there are definitely levels to this game. For instance, if you're an amateur fighter, you cannot fight the same way that a professional uh, with full-on experience, um, you know, the way that they fight. You can't really fight the same way. But I just want to say shout-out to everybody who fought on both the Bellator and the UFC fight card it was a really historic night and now Stipe Miocic is one of the most legendary heavyweight fighters that has ever fought in the UFC and I totally agree with that so shout out to everybody both winners and losers who fought on any card that we just watched over this past weekend because they provided great entertainment and um, just great heart just some um, some true fighters, some true warriors just displaying so much heart. So that is all I have to say in terms of that. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Yo, fam, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl, Janon, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. <laughs>